welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. It's time for me to tell you a little bit more of my story. Welcome to episode number 70. And of course, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I always have a one-on-one talk with you on the zeros and the fives. And here we are. In a way, this is a continuation of episode 20. When I told you about meeting the blue antelope. And having my first Satori in 2011. For those that don't know what a Satori is, it's essentially a glimpse into the divine. It's an overwhelming experience that undeniably lets you know that you are not your mind, you are not your body, you are something else. And it feels really good. Yeah. That's what happened to me. And I was going through a dark time and it just happened. It just happened. I didn't see any lights. I didn't separate from my body. Some people ask these questions. In fact, it was brought up in the Fox 61 interview I did back in February at the beginning of 2020. And, you know, I don't know how to explain it to someone that doesn't truly know, especially not on TV, like mainstream TV. What am I going to say? If you also notice in that interview, I never called the blue antelope a mystic. I called him a holy man. So I was changing my language for the mainstream audience. Some people are really put off by the term mystic. So at the time in 2011, I didn't know it was a Satori. I didn't even know what a Satori was. I just knew I had an experience. I had something. And it didn't last long. An hour, maybe two hours, maybe three at the most. It was just this feeling of freedom, bliss. And all my pain was gone. And that's what really turned me into a hardcore seeker serious seeker and then I found the ashram and I met the blue antelope by chance and then I had another experience in that dorm room and that's another thing I I highlight that in episode 20 I definitely felt myself leaving my body and I got super scared and I just jolted back and you know, when I opened my eyes, I think I had a uh, a mask on, one of those sleep masks. When I took it off, you know, the blue antelope was standing there. He was like folding laundry or something. 
and he, you know, he calmed me down. In retrospect, knowing what I know now, it's very possible that because I was in his presence, you know, there was an energy exchange. Because when someone becomes so-called enlightened or self-realized, their consciousness expands and it's what's called a Buddha field. And when you have a Buddha field, others who are tuned in can feel it. This is something that's going to be talked about more and more on this podcast. There's an episode coming up where I talked to Vina Schlegel, who lived with Osho for 19 years, and we talked about the Buddha field. Talked about it with Santos Bonacci on episode 38. Talked about it with Vishrant in episode 42. It's, it's a real thing. So, yeah, so the, the blue antelope ended up becoming my mentor. I call him a mentor, not a master, not a teacher, because he didn't talk to me unless I talked to him. He just answered my questions and eased my concerns when I had them. At the time in 2012 when this all took place, I was just in a different place. You know, I was on the radio. I was getting ready to quit radio, and I was starting my career as a holistic doctor, and, you know, everything was changing, and I was still in a ego-based reality. I was still, you know, in that fantasy world, and so I couldn't, or at the time I didn't think I could commit what I probably should have did was emailed the Blue Antelope and said, you have what I need. Can I please, can I be your disciple? That's probably what I should have did. If, if, and I say should very loosely because the past is the past and there's nothing we can do about it. So I'm just playing with words right now. Do you understand? This is the language BS that I've talked about many times because I'm, I'm doing my best to communicate to you, okay? If I had just committed, I could have went back to that ashram and said, you know, sat at the feet of the master, so to speak. I can't imagine he would have said no. Because when somebody asks, you're almost, in, you know, it's almost your obligation to do it. But I didn't because I was obsessed with building a business. I, I was creating an online presence, being a doctor, a holistic doctor. I, I was just getting clients at the time. And I, that was, that was, that was what it is. I wanted to make a career out of helping people you know, detox their bodies and heal their bodies. And that, that was my trade. That was my new trade after I quit radio. And so what happened to me is every now and again, I would get 
Mm, I can't believe I'm going to share this. Let me take a sip of my tea here. <laughs> mm. I'm a big fan of ginger tea. Helps with circulation. But anyway. And, and by the way, before I continue, I just want to tell you that I'm really enjoying this experience of talking to you. This isn't just an interview podcast, is it? Yeah, I'm bringing on some great guests. I'm talking to doctors. I'm talking to mystics. I'm talking to Zen masters. I'm talking to scientists and researchers and just people of peace. And we're doing that. But every five episodes, I talk to you. And I tell you what I know or what I've experienced. I look forward to that. This has become like a part-time job for me. And so what I've done is I've started a Patreon page. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's basically very similar to a Facebook group. But you can uh, donate to that person. And that's what is needed right now. So I want to offer you that membership. Because... Not only do we have to keep the mic on and the lights on, but I think more people need to hear this. And so I want to gather an advertising budget. I want to start advertising on YouTube and Facebook and whatnot and get the Inner Peace podcast out there to more ears. And it costs it costs a few pennies for that. So if you want to really be a part of this, and money isn't an issue. I mean, if money's an issue, fine. This podcast is always going to be free. Always. So keep on rocking here, you know. But, you know, if you can spare a Netflix-type expense, then, you know, this is your place. Go on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Reese. And become a member. And not only are you supporting the podcast, but I'm going to give you bonus material. Tons of bonus material, including video. And I don't do any of this anymore on Facebook and Instagram. But that's part of the story. So let me backtrack, okay? After I met the Blue Antelope is when the buzzing started. So, I would get this strong buzzing feeling on the bridge of my nose. It would come and go. Sometimes it would be gone for four or five months. And then sometimes it would come back hard. Could never really figure out what the heck it was. And... It just came and went, and I would email the Blue Antelope, and we would talk, and sometimes I'd go to the ashram and visit, get a taste of that energy, right, and learn, and, you know, this happened over the course of, what, seven years, 
So then 2018 rolls around and I feel myself starting to break again. You know, I was broken in my late 20s. I had to fix myself, right? That's how I became a holistic doctor is I had to fix myself. And I feel myself starting to break again. But this time with stress, I ended up finding it to be very stressful and exhausting to deal with clients. Clients that are broken, clients, it's like I was taking on their energy, I was taking on their karma, I was just being drained, and I felt so much pressure, and I'm a creative, so I never really totally enjoyed it. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't enjoy it in the way that I enjoy writing a book, or creating Sunlight Sunny, that children's health hero, or, you know, this podcast. You know, creating is my thing. It's what I've been good at since I was, you know, two feet high. But working with clients was something I had to learn, and it ended up burning me out. I ended up getting burnt out. In doing that, I noticed that my blood pressure went up. And if you know anything about blood pressure, the top number pretty much signifies your mental health. And the bottom number pretty much signifies your physical health. And my bottom number was fine. Healthy guy. Nothing's ever really wrong unless I pull a muscle or something. But my top number was going up. You know, I mean, it wasn't in critical area by any means, but when it when it's dancing in that 140, 150, every now and again, 160 range, you're like, all right, you know, something something's wrong. And I knew what was wrong. I was stressed out. I was stressed out. And I knew I needed to make another change in my life. So I started feeding myself spiritual teachers. I decided, I made a decision to go harder on the spiritual path. And so, of course, it almost always starts with YouTube, right? And I started downloading, but I I didn't want to sit there and and watch YouTube. The screen time is just exhausting, my eyes and everything. Oh, let me backtrack too. That's another thing I was burnt out with was computers. So I understand I've been on a computer my whole life. I have carpal tunnel syndrome. My hands are jacked up. My back posture is jacked up from sitting at a desk. My eyes are jacked up from the screen time. And so I was very frustrated in this 2018 period because I felt like I put my body through heck being a computer guy. And I didn't feel like I had much to show for it. 
And I was like, was it was it even worth it, right? So I started feeding myself this material and I didn't want to sit at the screen. So I would download YouTube videos. I found a converter. I'd download it to audio and I'd pop it into my iTunes and I would, you know, listen to it on my phone. That way I can go take a walk or I can listen to it while I'm doing my workout. And and of course I was reading too. I've always been a reader. I started reading a lot. And so between the audio and the reading, I was intaking I was intaking Eckhart Tolle, Ram Das. Um, Yogananda I was reading you know positive novels like The Alchemist you know The Four Agreements Don Miguel Ruiz Yuspensky P.D. Yuspensky The Fourth Way uh, Tik Nhat Han, and all, you know all these guys, and of course I dabbled with Gary V and Tony Robbins and whatnot, and those guys, and I was just feeding myself, feeding myself, and I'm just learning more. One of the other things I did was I went back to Gotama the Buddha. I went back to the Buddha. And I went back to Jesus the Christ. And I would download their scriptures, you know, where somebody's reading them. And so I got into the Diamond Sutra, big time, the Diamond Sutra and the Sermon on the Mount and things like this. And I would listen to audio books also of the Bible. And I would actually, you know, go to sleep to this stuff too at night instead of the TV. And I'm just, I'm feeding myself a lot of audio. This is one of the reasons why audio is so important to me. You wonder why there's no video versions of these podcasts. Because I want, I want to penetrate your ears, not your eyes. But there will be video on the Patreon page. I'm going to be giving you the videos that you want. But anyway, I am feeding myself all this audio. Love the Sermon on the Mount. Love what Jesus was saying there. But Buddha is who touched me the most. And I was fascinated with this guy. Like... I wanted to know everything about Gautama the Buddha and I learned a lot and his body of work is just second to none 42 years 40 years of magic right and his following and everything his methods to helping people become enlightened helping people to resolve their suffering and I was just like, wow, 
I was completely enthralled. And there was a disconnect, though. There was a disconnect. I remember I was in the gym, in my gym here at home, and I don't know, probably lifting weights, and I'm listening to the Pali Canon. The Pali Canon is the the sutra of Buddha's last days. They're his last teachings before he dies. Powerful stuff, and. I'm listening and I'm just like, man, this guy's amazing. And of course, my nose is buzzing. I told you about my nose would buzz. You know, he would make my nose buzz. <laughs> um, and, but then it hit me that I can't completely connect with him because he's dead and I can't hear him. I can only hear the guy that's reading him. And then you have to ask yourself, well, this is 2,500 years ago. So you don't even know the validity of the scripture. And it was the same thing with Jesus. And I'm, I'm listening to Jesus' teachings. I'm like, this is great, but I can't hear him. And I don't know if he even said this. And that bothered me. It felt very dead. Because it was so long ago. And then it happened. One of the guys I was also experimenting with was Osho the Bhagwan and you know it started on YouTube you ever watch Osho on YouTube it's fascinating the guy doesn't blink he doesn't move his legs but there's short videos you know 10 minutes and again like I told you screen time is no bueno I don't want screen time so I'm like, all right, well, how do I get Osho on audio so I can give him a fair shake, just like I did Eckhart Tolle and Ram Dass? And so I found this rare audio on YouTube. It's called Bored, Boredom in English, Boredom in English. It says that because, you know, he also spoke Hindi, so whoever uploaded it put in English, but, and it was long, it's like two hours long, and I was like, ooh, finally, something long, something audio, so I downloaded it into my phone, and I started listening to it. And something started happening. He was penetrating me. And his words, the way he spoke, it was poetry.
And he taught me maybe my most important lesson. That there's no purpose. And we're not as important as we think we are. <laughs> and I understand some people can't deal with that. Right? But that's just your ego. You want a purpose so bad. You want to know that you're here for a reason. Osho broke it down so brilliantly. And it wasn't even one of his normal satsangs. It was it was like a darshan of him and just a few disciples. Right? So... I was like, man, how do I get more of that? <laughs> how do I get more of that? Because my nose is buzzing. <whistles> so I went on a little conquest to find more Osho. I'd also like to point out that uh, the blue antelope left in 2018. He told me that, you know, he was taken off and he wasn't going to be able to talk to me anymore. Uh, he wasn't at the ashram, though. He, he only stayed at the ashram for three or four years and then he moved somewhere else. You know, he was a wanderer. He, he didn't have a home. And that left a void, too. So that's part of this story as well. My mentor disappeared. <laughs> but it helped because it, it it forced me to go deeper. Right? It's like a parent saying, I can't hold your hand anymore. So I'm looking for Osho books and I go on Audible. And I find this book called The Secret of secrets. I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to it. I download it. I put it on. And I'm like, wait a second. Ooh. This isn't a book. Uh-uh. This is his Sat sayings. Well, I didn't know it was a sat saying at the time. I didn't even know what a sat saying was. This was his discourses that he was giving in front of tons of people back in the mid to late 70s when he was like in his prime. And you can hear the audience, everything. And I'm like, whoa. I'm about to get more of that YouTube video, Boredom in English. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like so excited. I'm like, holy cow. I was expecting an re audio book where somebody's just reading his words. And I'm like, he's about to talk. Okay, 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 okay. Then I look down at the time and I'm like, it's like, it's like 60 hours long. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, all right, so I have to justify it now in my mind. 
I'm like, all right, well, that's about the same time as it would be to binge watch something like Breaking Bad on Netflix. <laughs> so instead of binge watching, I'm like, all right, I got to binge listen. Let me just give this a shot, right? I, I start listening and I notice the format. One track, like, you know, track one would be like an hour and a half discourse. And then track two would be question and answer with the disciples. And then track three, it goes back to discourse and it goes back and forth, back and forth. And so not only am I getting this incredible knowledge, but I'm also getting a taste of his commune. And that was his first one called Puna One in India. And so it's intriguing, not only as a, a student getting the info, but getting a taste of the whole thing. Because I heard about like Osho controversies and stuff like that. And so it was interesting in that way to hear it firsthand instead of hearing it secondhand from someone, right? And I remember one night, or it might have been a day, and I was just really tired and I wanted to take a nap or something. I rarely ever want to take a nap. It's so rare. But I was in the middle of a let go. I was surrendering because I was so burnt out and stressed out. And I had just written my book, The People Versus Chronic Illness. I put it out. I barely even promoted it. That's how tired I was. But if I felt relieved and I knew that my career of working with clients was over. And so I was relieved and I was in this let go. And I took a break from my PhD as well. I was in the last stages of my PhD. And I was like, oh, I'm straight. I just I just need to rest. Let me just rest for a month or something. And I was seeing a therapist as well. And I'd go see him once every two weeks. And so I put on the secret of secrets and I am laying there and I'm sleeping. And I start buzzing more. <laughs> now I'm really buzzing. And I wake up and I'm just like, what? The flying flickety is happening. <laughs> so I say, all right, well, because I slept, I, I sort of messed up my listening. So I, I went back to where I was and I listened intently. And about a quarter of the way through this massive so-called audiobook, which isn't really an audiobook just disguised as one I had the realization that I found everything that I was looking for can't explain it totally because the things that he was talking about he was answering my questions questions that I had when I was 16 years old, he was answering everything, everything about the universe, everything about the metaphysics, the physical, everything. He was just, and not only was he delivering what I was looking for, the answers, but he was doing it in a way 
that relaxed me because of the way that he spoke. And I was starting to feel very, very, very relaxed. And I had just this overwhelming realization of I have nowhere else to go. I have no reason to listen or read anyone else again. That was the feeling. (laughs) And of course I did read and listen to other people as time went on, but this was how I was feeling at the time. I felt that this was what I was looking for. And so I finally got through the secret of secrets. And I said, I want more. (laughs) I went back on Audible and I'm looking through and I'm like, wow, there's tons. There's tons of Osho quote unquote audio books. And I find out that these are really called satsangs. Satsang is when you sit in the presence of truth. That's what it means in the Eastern traditions and and Sanskrit. In other words, you're sitting in the presence of a master, an enlightened, spiritual, awakened master. And I'm feeling that energy so significantly, and I just want more. It's, It's like a drug. I want more. And so I go on Audible and I download, I, I, I mean, I can't remember every detail, but I probably downloaded two, three, four more and said, I'm, I'm and dedicated myself, I'm going to do these. And he has different ones, right? He's got one on Jesus, he's got one on Buddha, he's got one on Tantra, he's got one on, you know, Taoism. And I'm just like, ah, I'm hungry, <laughs> hungry, hungry, hungry. And I just start listening, and it becomes a part of my life. My routine every day is to listen to one satsang. And it gets to the point when you hear his voice for the first time in that day, and you just go, ah, thank you. So he puts me into this meditative state. The guy's been dead for 30 years. He's putting me into this meditative state. And I'm listening and I'm getting answers to all these questions. But he's really putting me in a meditative, relaxing state. So the information is just bonus. (laughs) The information is just bonus. And then one day, It happens again. I have a Satori. And I can recognize it because it was similar to what I had in 2011. So here I am seven years later having another Satori listening to Osho. Bliss. And it didn't stop. Then I would start witnessing lights, beautiful blue lights, sometimes yellow, golden lights, with the eyes closed. 
Then I would experiment. I'd take my hands or get a sleep mask and cover my eyes even more just to make sure there's no light getting in. There's no light getting in, is there? How am I seeing lights if there's no light getting in? But the answer is very simple. Because we're made of light. We are electricity. But as Osho would say, you can't focus on that stuff. Don't get hung up on that stuff. Because that's not the ultimate. That's, you know, that's the cool stuff on, on the road, so to speak. But there's still room to walk. There, you're still looking for truth. These are just little things that happen, right? Everything that we have to go through as we're waking up. I remember one night, because I would go to sleep with Osho on, too. So what I would do is I'd dedicate myself. If I was listening to a brand new satsang, a brand new quote-unquote audio book, I would dedicate myself to that where I could only sit on a chair or lay down on the bed, one or the other. But if I'm out and about on a walk or driving or doing yard work, then I would listen I would listen to Osho that I've already listened to. And even though I was listening to it for a second time, I would pick up more stuff. And I learned that, again, it's not all about what he's saying. It's about going into a meditative state. Right? Which, by the way, is what inspired this podcast. You might be surprised to know that I'm just bringing you to a meditative state especially on these talks every five episodes. <laughs> so one night, he's on, he, he's on, and I go to sleep. And in the middle of the night, I wake up, and my whole body's buzzing. The whole thing is just buzzing, like exactly what happens with the nose, the bridge of the nose, but the whole body, and I'm just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing and I'm like what is happening and I just say it's okay just surrender to whatever's happening I'm vibrating at an alarming rate And some things, you know, happen, you know. And the next day, you know, back to normal. Some might even call that a Satori. A Satori can, it's just a glimpse. It, it, it's, uh, you know, it might be different for you than it is for me. There's no pure definition to it. It's a glimpse, or as Osho would call it, it's an invitation. 
It's an invitation to the divine. It's a way to get more thirsty. It's a way to get more. It's like the first time you had pizza and you're like, that was good. Can we get that again tomorrow night? <laughs> like the first time you had ice cream, the first time you had sex, the first time you tasted uh, an unbelievable mango or pineapple. It's like, I want more of that. That's what a Satori is. And you're like, I want more of that. What's that? So, I'm listening to Osho daily. It's part of my routine. I'm also meditating. I'm also, I'm just in this complete let go. And then something interesting happened. The buzzing on the top of my nose spread to my forehead. And it would go back and forth. So right where the third eye is, it's just buzzing hard too. It feels like something's going to break out from the inside. And the skin is going to, and the skull is just going to be busted open and something's going to come out like psh. That's what it, it's the only way I could describe it. It's just this intense buzzing. And I can tell that what I'm intaking from Osho is increasing what I slightly experienced back in 2011, 2012. And it's starting to make sense that this is real, man. And science can back it up. It's all, it's hard to explain, but science can back it up. The energy fields of the chakras and, you know, metaphysics, metaphysics is, is it's real, man. And once you come to that understanding, then you can understand people like Jesus and Buddha and Lao Tzu and Muhammad and the Zen masters and the Dalai Lama, and the list goes on. Any mystic, you can start understanding. Once you start experiencing, then you can start understanding. But even with these experiences, you still go back to ego-based reality because the ego is so strong and it is in a survival mode. So it's constantly back and forth, back and forth. And you've heard me say, you know, in that interview on Fox 61, I told the interviewer, I told Stan Simpson, my favorite pastime is watching the grass grow. And it is. Because when you get into that meditative state, that deep, deep meditative state, watching the grass grow, watching the garden, watching the trees, watching the, squir the squirrels, that all feels really good. So fast forward, and by the way, I learned what satsangs were later. I didn't know they were satsangs. It's also around that time I did a lot of research on Osho, too, because I wanted to qualify him. Of course, I heard the conspiracies and the, all that. And then Wild Wild Country came out on Netflix, and that, was just, that documentary is so... Not a great representation because 
they're just focusing on Oregon and everything that happened with Sheila. And they're not highlighting his work at all. And so it's misleading. But thankfully, a lot of people have come to Osho from that documentary because they're open-minded like me. And they're like, "Uh, I want to see what the guy has to say. They buy a book. They watch him on YouTube, whatever. That becomes a doorway. That becomes a doorway to a rabbit hole that is divine. So I'm completely in love, right? I, I'm in love with Osho at this point. I'm just like, I can't believe this. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a love affair. A disciple-master relationship is a love affair. It's what it is. And I, I was in love with the blue antelope too, but he left. And it, it left a gaping hole. And then I somehow discovered Osho. And he swooped in and... <laughs> just gave me more satori's and like what the heck is happening here <laughs> you know so i declare that's that's my guy that's my master that's my teacher whatever you want to call it that's that's it okay and so when you see something like wild wild country be so so out of context it's it can be hurtful right just imagine your loved one being being slinged through the mud by the media who doesn't know what they're talking about, right? And wouldn't that upset you, right? So I went down these rabbit holes to find out about the man, about the commune, about everything. And if you read a book like The Autobiography of a Spiritually Incorrect Mystic, or Glimpses of a Golden Childhood, or some of his disciples' books, like The First Buddha in the Dental Chair, or Glimpses of My Master. You start reading these books, and you start getting familiar. You start understanding that this was a special, special human being with a special, special message. And he was here to wake us up. There are many mystics out here. There are many awakened teachers. Eckhart Tolle is an awakened teacher, right? But Osho was a little different. He was a little different. And he acquired a massive following, one of which that has never been seen in this world besides Buddha. Right? If you want to use a football analogy, it's like Buddha is autogram. <laughs> Came out here slinging, won mad championships in the black and white era before football was America's game, and then Osho is Tom Brady. Comes by mad years later and starts winning championships. It's just a sports analogy. It doesn't mean much. but So,
So I, I learned the vastness of, of this spiritual master who was here up until 1990. And he's doing wonderful things for me. My life has changed. And I'm back on the spiritual path, but this time ferociously, ferociously. And then something happened again. Obviously, I started this podcast, which started with the Inner Peace Seminar, and that became episode number one. And I was going to write a book and this, that, and the other, and this podcast was never supposed to be up here at episode 70. It was going to be, first it was going to be 12 episodes as a follow-up to the seminar, and then it was going to be 50 episodes, and I was going to leave it as a body of work, and I was going to turn it into a book and call it a day. And that was going to be my work. I didn't know it was going to turn into what it did. And so one day I said to myself, I would like to get a disciple of Osho on here. Uh, what would be called a sannyas. And I didn't know really where to go. But I was listening to this other podcast. And I just ran across this guy named Vishrant. And he was supposedly enlightened. And he just happened to be at Oregon. At Osho's ranch. The second community he had. And I'm listening to his story and I'm like, wow. I'll take a shot in the dark. See if he'll come on, right? I did my research. He has a... You know, he's in Australia, he's got his own community, and yeah, he claims to be an enlightened master. <laughs> like, okay, well, let's give it a shot. So his people agree. We set up a Zoom call. And, you know, right away I can feel his presence, right through the Zoom screen, you know. And then as the interview goes... He starts dragging me off into deep waters and trying to drown me. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's a murderer. And he says something along the lines of, because I, I tell him about the blue antelope. I say, I'm at a mystic, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, now you're meeting another mystic. And here we are. And he says something along the lines of, why don't you come to Australia and sit with me? And I'll undo you. And I'm like, oh, he really is a master. So nobody would ever say that. Mm -mm. Most would say, buy my course or read my book. He's saying, come sit with me. What he's saying is, come sit in this Buddha field. So something happens, and you can witness that live on episode 42, the last 20 or so minutes, last 20, 30 minutes. He's hitting me, man. And, and you know, I'm like, what is happening here? And then when the, when the podcast is over, he stays on the Zoom call with me for another hour. We're on a Zoom call for an hour 
talking. He's telling me about some behind the scenes things at the Oregon Oregon Ranch with Osho's thing and he's he's telling me about his his experiences with Osho and Osho's Buddha field and just how everything happened for him and he's telling me how everything that I need to do and he can tell that I'm like on the cusp, you know? I'm ripening. <laughs> I'm ripening. And that's all an enlightened, self-realized master wants to do. He wants to murder you, or she wants to murder you, so that you have no more suffering. Because our suffering comes from the mind. It comes from our thoughts. It comes from being in a thought-based reality, a fantasy-based reality, an ego-based reality. But if we dissolve that, which is very difficult, but if we do, we become face-to-face with truth, the real truth, real reality. And so I'm like, wow, this Vishran guy, something else. A month or so later, I, I contact him to ask some questions. I think it was the Kobe Bryant. When Kobe Bryant happened, I, Kobe Bryant thing shook me up, man. Same age as me. I followed his career. I thought he had a lot to give the world. He was evolving. And then he just died. Snap of the fingers, man. That shook up the world. And I was feeling it. Even with all this spiritual stuff, I was feeling it. I hit up Vishran about it. And death just didn't seem to bother him. He was just like, well, I can't really comment on it. I'm a nobody going nowhere. And I died 21 years ago. So I can't really comment on it. (laughs) And to someone else, it sounds cold. But he doesn't feel what we feel because he's already dead. It's like the old saying, if you die before you die, you never die. Because you're an expansion of consciousness. He is the tree. He is the rabbit. He is the birds. He is the clouds. It's all one. You are that. You just can't see it. Call it a simulation. Call it a delusion. Call it what they call it in Eastern traditions is samsara, a cycle. Whatever you want to call it. We are all divine. We are all godly. Just don't know it. And so, another time, Vishrant hopped on a Zoom call with me. I was trying to figure out some things. And he was so nice to just hop on a Zoom call with me, right? Didn't charge me nothing. Just... And... Then I started I started watching his sat sayings on YouTube. And I, I could feel it, just like I felt it with Osho. And eventually I dedicated myself to him. I said, you know what? It makes sense. There's a dead a deceased master and there's a living master. 
And they just happen to be sort of in the same lineage because he was a sannyasin of Osho. And it just makes sense. And I'm like, this is crazy. My story is just, it just, it makes no sense, yet makes so much sense. Once you understand how the cycle of life works, and once you understand how karma works, then it makes sense. Then it makes sense why I, by chance, I'm putting up air quotes, met this mystic in 2012 who took me to the next level. And then Osho took me to the next le- next level. And then, by chance, another chance, which is this podcast, I come face to face with another mystic, another enlightened being. And most people don't meet one, never mind two. And so... Yeah, now I'm doing his sat sayings and I'm buzzing. (laughs) And so this whole experience is just amazing. And no, I'm not where Osho was. I'm not where Vishrant is. But I do have a higher consciousness. What I just call inner peace or being a peace walker what I call being a peace walker to walk amongst the people and not be bothered and to some people that sounds cold and you start separating that you're not really of this world you're in the world but you're not of it but I'm not all the way there There's more work to do. And if I dedicated myself to it, it would probably happen very fast based on everything I've learned from Osho, from Vishrant, from the Zen teachers. It happens pretty fast. You listen to Vishrant's story in episode 42. This is your homework. Go listen to episode 42. We have to listen to episode 20 as well. But he describes how it happened for him. And when he doubled down and got serious, he had like a thousand Satori's in a year. It's like the flame kept flickering. But you're going back and forth. You're going from truth-based reality to ego-based reality. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then one day he went to sleep and he woke up. And everything was different. It happened to him. And then he said that his mind was still working a little bit for about six months and then it just dissolved. It just goes away. It's just gone. And that might sound scary to you, but the mind becomes a tool just like your legs. And so I'm on the cusp of that and and. And that's kind of what this podcast is about. I'm, you're getting my journey. And I'm being very open with you. And I can't do that on Facebook or Instagram. I haven't done that. You can look. I've barely posted. 
since 2018 because everything changed when Osho gave me that awakening. It wasn't the full awakening, but it was another two, you might even be able to consider it three Satori's that I had in a short period of time that was just like, and that changed everything. I'm here to tell you, I can I can't watch movies. Like somebody says, hey, you got to check out this movie. I can watch about 20 minutes and I tune out. I can't do it. It doesn't move me anymore. It's hard for me to listen to certain music. It's like everything has changed. Social media feels like it, or smells like rotten eggs to me. It's like, ugh. Social media is very difficult for me now. So I hardly post. And that's why I wanted to create this Patreon page because if I feel like I can share in there safely with just you, then then I can tell you everything that's happening and is going to happen. And I can give you bonus material. So in other words, you can see the video of me and Vishran. I'll show it to you. The video of me and Dr. Morse, that's a big episode too. The things that were happening on there, that's my other teacher too. And by the way, he's a mystic too. So you could throw him in there too. I've met three. Gabriel Cousins. Dr. Gabriel Cousins, another mystic. I just recorded with him. You want to see it? I'll show it to you. You want to know what books you should read? I'll show them to you. Do you want to be a peace walker? Or do you want to suffer? It takes some work. So I'm happy to report that in two two more episodes, I'm going to be talking to Vina Schlegel. She'll be on this podcast, and you can learn all about Osho. She was with him for 19 years, back when he had a few hundred followers, all the way to millions of followers. And these stories are amazing. You got to wonder if the guy was even from this earth. <laughs> They're just amazing stuff. Episode 72 is going to blow your socks off. And I've invited Vishrant back on the podcast. So the 70s are going to be pretty good. The 60s were amazing. The 40s were amazing. Listen to the 40s and the 60s. and Oh, man. I, I'm smiling right now. I feel so fortunate that I'm able to do this. I'm able to talk to these amazing people. And then bring that information to you. And then talk to you every five episodes as well. And I can give you even more inside that Patreon. So it's a trade-off. You give the same thing you would pay for Netflix. And you could just get rid of your Netflix if you want. Because you know the more you listen to this, the less you're going to want to watch Netflix. Let's just be honest. Okay. When you can see the lights that I can see, why would you want to watch Breaking Bad? <laughs> I haven't even told you about the the 
the psychic stuff either. I'll keep that to myself. It's just crazy. The things that open up as your being just starts to expand. Your consciousness starts to expand. It's just wild stuff. And this has been talked about for centuries. From Vishrant back to Osho to Yogananda to the Zen masters, to Jesus, to Buddha, to Lao Tzu, it's, to Krishna, it's all there. It's all there. Just different teachers have different ways of presenting it. You know? You look at Osho. Osho was poetic and relaxing. Vishrant's a little more in your face and prag- pragmatic because he's a, he's a Westerner. Like me, he's a Westerner. I can identify with him. He's a Westerner. He used to be a businessman back in the day before he gave his business up. He used to be a man of ambition. I can I can relate. So the point I'm making is everyone teaches a little different, but it's all the same stuff over and over again. This podcast can be a device for you. This can be a meditation. If you do what I did, listen to this podcast only when you're sitting in a chair, having a cup of tea or something, or you're laying in a bed. And treat it like that. No TV, no no distractions. Watch what happens. Watch. I've created a device for you, just like Osho did. So that's my story of Satori's and Satsangs. (laughs) And more to come as I go deeper with Vishrant. I still listen to my Osho as well. I got them both. You know, when I'm really on my game, I'll listen to Vishrant in the morning. I will listen to Osho at night. That's the power of a satsang. You're taking the person's energy. You might be getting some info. You're taking their energy. You're being meditative with it. So that's all for now. Check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash D-R-R-E-E-S-E. And let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can get this podcast out to more people as time goes. Nothing's dated. Not really. I mean, the the pandemic gets talked about here and there, but nothing's dated. I could take my Dr. Morris interview, my Don Miguel Ruiz interview, my Vishran interview, whoever, Santos Bonacci, and they could be promoted 10 years from now just as easily as they could be promoted right now. This is all very highly intelligent and powerful content that can change someone's life. Do you understand? Thanks for listening to Inner Peace 
with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.